morning and welcome to the Potlington Christian Fellowship Sunday Morning Reflection. It's lovely to have you with us and to just spend some time together uh, looking into and considering the Word of God. It's been one of those mornings for me today. Uh, my computer decided to, my printer, computer printer decided to uh, stop working. It just stopped halfway through printing things off and I've not been able to get that correct but decided to press on anyway and uh, we have some tremendous neighbours but uh, uh, it wasn't the most timely thing for me when my neighbour started to use his circular saw and uh, drown out anything that I could record. So it's been one of those mornings but I find that when things get tough but we persevere just doing what is right that it always comes good because we commit it not just to our own determination but to the fact that we wanted to serve the master in doing the things that he wants us to do. This morning we're looking at Luke chapter 19 and the story of uh, quite a well-known character from the New Testament, a man called Zacchaeus. <coughs> he was a man who wasn't very tall uh, but he was uh, fabulously wealthy and uh, one of his ambitions in life uh, obviously a very important one to him as the story unfolds is that he wanted to meet with Jesus and I pray that that is our desire this morning not just to listen to the expounding of biblical truth and, and, and direction but also to get closer to Jesus and let that impact of being close to him change our lives this morning so it's Luke chapter 19 and you can read it uh, at your leisure later, uh, the first 10 verses, I think, cover the story. Uh, this story reveals not only a sinner who found himself literally up a tree, but also the deep love and concern of the Saviour, the Lord Jesus, who knew how to deal with the sin that had put Zacchaeus up that tree. We see in this account the ability of Jesus not only to reach to the down and outs, but also to reach up to the up and outs. Jesus can save a person without regard to their station in life. We're going to look at this story today and try and dig out some of those treasures. Sometimes people think that they're very important. Sometimes people work hard to make themselves significant. Uh, people can achieve all sorts of things through art and, and, and sport, uh, education. But when we come to Jesus, we need to do it humbly. Because he is the greatest. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the one thing that he doesn't like is pride. So we need to humble ourselves. And that was what Zacchaeus really needed to do. Zacchaeus was a man of high position. In Luke chapter 19, uh, the story tells us Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man named Zacchaeus lived there. He was a chief tax collector. He was the chief among the publicans, as this version puts it. That means he was the chief inspector of taxes. He was the one who legally uh, could uh, take money, but he didn't just do things legally. Uh, he, he was a man who was in charge of other collectors, it would appear. As you look at this, he was a chief tax collector, so we would have other men uh, working for him. and They were under his supervision. And... Uh, and he had a desire to be a somebody, someone of note. But someone has, no, has said that 
Today we have too many people spending money they haven't earned for things they don't need to impress people they don't like. And we need to test our motives in life. We need to consider uh, why we do things, what we do them for, and consider why we need to sometimes challenge the status quo. Because we can sometimes become ineffective because we're so comfortable. But not only was Zacchaeus a man of high position, he was also uh, a man of great possessions in Luke chapter 19. Again, if you read it down, it says he was rich. This is not meant to imply that rich people can't be saved and go to heaven, but that often riches can be a source of hindrance to salvation. Jesus himself alluded to this truth when he said how hard it is for rich people to enter God's kingdom. The reason for that is is quite simple. They become self-sufficient. They have acquired enough wealth to be able to get whatever they want. They are secure enough to be confident and to be outspoken in in, in, in where they are and what they have to say. And, and that self-confidence can get in the way of coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Another story with another young man. Uh, and Jesus said, sell everything you've got and give it to the poor and you'll enter the kingdom of heaven. And the scripture says that he went away sad. But Zacchaeus's real problem wasn't that he was wealthy, successful, but that he was not very tall. And I sometimes wonder whether he, he got himself involved in tax collecting because he, he wasn't uh, capable of doing other things. Perhaps he was too small to be a fisherman, uh, not good enough with his hands to be a carpenter uh, or a farmer. Uh, and it may well be that that is there, but it is a key part of the story. The height of Zacchaeus' stature is key to this. He wanted to see who Jesus was. He would have heard the stories about Jesus. He would have, he would have known that, that, that this man was in, in the north of the country and coming down occasionally to Jerusalem. And he would know all the stories about him, but he'd never met him. And he wanted to see Jesus, but he'd see Jesus, it tells us, because of the crowd. His physical shortness is representative of his inability and insufficiency to approach a holy God. He wasn't able to get through the crowd. So he had to find another way of seeing Jesus. And the only way that Zacchaeus was able to meet Jesus was by going to the sycamore tree. He had to go ahead. He worked out which way Jesus was going and he went ahead and climbed the tree. And you know, the tree is still the only place where the lost can find Jesus, at the cross. That is where Jesus paid the price. So this convert that we're going to, we're, we're considering this morning is actually up the tree himself. And that's where we need to be, nailed to the tree with Jesus, giving our lives totally to him. Not just little bits here and there, but giving them to him and to his body, that we discern the body of Christ, that we love the people who are part of that body, and we make ourselves available to be a blessing to one another by assembling ourselves together. By faith, he was trusting Christ's finished work on the cross. It's the only means of salvation for anyone's sin.
In 1 Peter 2 it says he himself carried our sins in his body on the cross. He did it so that we would die as far as sins are concerned, that we may lead godly lives. His wounds have made you whole. We would die. He wants us to die to our own ambitions and desires and to give him everything about us. But particularly in the Western world, we are hesitant to really make that commitment for a whole variety of reasons. Verse 7 of Luke 19 refers to Zacchaeus as a man that is a sinner. You see, that was the real problem. It wasn't his shortness of stature that prevented him from being God's child, but his shortness of spirit. Anyone who has not turned from their sins and selfishness and pride and received Christ into their hearts as Lord and Master is in the same condition as Zacchaeus. Recognised, notable, but lost. Lost to hold the real reality of knowing God. The Bible says in Romans 3, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is good news today for those who find themselves spiritually short. Isaiah 59 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Neither is he heavy, that it cannot hear. Luke 19 verse 10 says, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus has a desire, not only for, 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 for the people who follow him, but for everyone. And it's not just for those who aren't in the, in, in the body. Remember the story Jesus told of the lost sheep. The sheep are representative of God's people. And it was one of God's people that was lost when God went after. The, the, the shepherd went after and brought that lost sheep back in. And that's what the Lord wants to do for us, to bring us back into a place where we are fruitful and effective and serving God, that we are active in our faith and not just passive, that we are envisioned by the Holy Spirit to succeed in every plan he has for our lives. Zacchaeus wanted to be acquainted with Jesus. In verse 4 it says, So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree. He wanted to see Jesus who was coming that way. He climbed up into the tree so that he would be able to at least know that he had seen Jesus to recognise who it was. But you know, it takes more than a casual acquaintance with Jesus to get to heaven. Each of us must permit Christ to come in and live with us. Just because we made a commitment to Christ 50 years ago doesn't mean that we're going to go to heaven. It means that we made a commitment to Christ 50 years ago and there was a seed planted and that seed is growing and that seed is becoming bigger and it is becoming a plant and it is becoming a fruitful vine. And we need to be healthy, spiritually fruitful, selfless and giving to serve God. Each of us must permit Christ to have his way. It wasn't just Jesus that wanted to be acquainted with Jesus, but Jesus wanted to live with Zacchaeus. He wanted to have that relationship with him where Zacchaeus will bow the knee to serve the Lord. It says Jesus reached the spot where Zacchaeus was. I, I always think this is quite dramatic. 
He's coming along, crowds around him, lots of people, because Zacchaeus couldn't get through the crowd, so he's up the tree. And and, and he's, he's coming along, and he actually gets to the point where Zacchaeus is. Zacchaeus is above him. His eye line will be seeing the crowds all around. And it says at that point he looked up. Why did he look up? Well, probably the Holy Spirit prompted him or something caught his eye, but he looked up and, and, and he, and he, he made that contact, that, that moment. You look into somebody's eyes and you make contact with them. And then he spoke. He came to where Zacchaeus was. He looked up at Zacchaeus and then he spoke. And this is the type of contact Jesus wants, uh, with, with us. Uh, and he says, Zacchaeus, come down at once. He was up a tree. All he could do was come down. If he didn't do it then, he would have to do it later. So Jesus isn't telling him to do something that isn't sensible, logical or correct. He is just saying, come on down, move from where you are to a place where I can bless you. And I think that's what the Lord's saying to us today. Move from where we are. Move from where we're just comfortable, but not achieving. And move into a place where we can be effective. That's all it takes sometimes. Just that move across. Move around the corner. Move whatever it may be. But he's wanting us to make that spiritual step to serve him. We too need to come down from our position of pride and, 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 and self-righteousness and to humble ourselves. Jesus said, I must stay at your house today. He doesn't want to just give us the nod as he passes by. He wants to come in and fellowship with us. We must come to know Christ experientially. It's got to be real. Revelation chapter three says, Behold, I'm knocking at the door. Let me in. He wants to fellowship with us, but we want to keep him in a box. We want to keep him distant. We want to limit what we do. We don't want to have to make commitments. Because if we make commitments, that's going to take effort. It's going to impact upon us. Oh, we are here to serve. And when our time is done, he'll take us for our reward. But while we continue on this planet, we need to is serving him, storing up treasure in heaven. Notice that Jesus was already aware of Zacchaeus' presence. When he got to the place where he was, he looked up. He knew he was there. Jesus always knows where people are who need him. He walked right up to the very tree that Zacchaeus was perched in and spoke to him. But he wasn't interested in just being a mere acquaintance. He wanted an abiding relationship. He wanted to relate to Zacchaeus on a personal level. John 14 says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love him. He will come to him and we will come to him and make our home with him. It's absolutely amazing. All we have to do is obey the teachings of Christ. We believe us. We are committed to him. But yet, we ignore so often the things he's saying to us and we don't respond to it. It's important that we make sure that we're not kidding ourselves. Jesus was to hang on a tree to save each sinner. Christ's death on Calvary's tree was absolutely necessary to secure man's salvation. 
John 3 says that Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness and as he did that, the Son of Man must also be lifted up. Jesus had to die on that cross. And Jesus was on his way to Calvary when he stopped at the sycamore tree. If you just go back a chapter in Luke 18, verse 31, it says, Jesus took the 12 disciples to one side. He told them, we're going up to Jerusalem. Everything that the prophets wrote about the Son of Man will come true. He knew where he was going. And they were traveling from uh, Tiberias down through Jericho and then up to Jerusalem. And that's the route that they were going. And that is where Zacchaeus met Jesus. The positive proof of his meeting with Jesus is, is amazing, really. Zacchaeus's actions proved they had been saved. But Zacchaeus, it says in verse 8, stood up. He said, look, Lord, here and now I give half of what I own to those who are poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay it back. I will pay back four times the amount I took. He's giving half of his fortune away. He is knowingly going to put right all the people he's defrauded and pay them back four times what he took from him. Giving was a new experience for Zacchaeus. He was used to taking, but not to giving. You know, sometimes we are resistant to what God wants us to do because it will go against our personal motivation. He was a taker. He was just selfish. Giving was such a, something that he wouldn't consider. And yet, when he really, truly met with Jesus, he gives 50% of his fortune to the poor and repays four times back what is taken from other people. And that word if, the better translation is sense. It's not if it, if it happened. It's saying because it's happened. It's not, it's not hypothetical, it's actual. Because I've taken this money, I will repay it. Zacchaeus offers to repay fourfold those he's extorted money from. Now, if we just go back to the law, in Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 5, it says, for whatever uh, whatever it, it was spoken of falsely, the man must make restitution in full, add a fifth to the value of it, and give it to the owner on the day he presents his guilt of him. So you had to give back, according to the law, what you'd extorted plus 50%. Uh, and, and again, in Numbers, it tells us Numbers 5 and verse 7, uh, the Lord said to Moses, say to these rights, when a man or woman wrongs another in any way and so is unfaithful to the Lord, that person is guilty and must confess the sin he has committed he must make full restitution for the wrong, add one-fifth and give it to the person he is wronged. This is an extravagant giving on Zacchaeus's part. He isn't fulfilling the law. He's going way beyond it. He really is. And he actually um, deals with it as if he's done, done wrong. In Exodus 
when I can find it, chapter 22, uh, and verse 1, it says, If a man steals an ox or a sheep, now he's, he's extorted the money, he hasn't stolen, but he's treating himself as a thief. If a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters or sells it, he must pay back five head of cattle for the ox and four sheep for the sheep. And I never noticed until I looked at that today that if it would have been oxen, it would have been five, but it was a sheep. And I, it's amazing. Zacchaeus wouldn't have known where Jesus was going or why he was going or what was going to happen in the next few days. But yet he, he pays the price of a, of a sacrifice of a sheep and he gives back four times what has gone. And when we are obedient and responsive to the teachings of the word of God, we will progress in areas we haven't considered. Significance will come into our lives that we could only have dreamed of. Why? Because we're inviting a significant relationship into our lives with Jesus that will impact everything we do and everything we say. He was admitting that he extorted this money and he was making things right. The amounts, the announcement of Jesus proved the difference in, in, in verse 9 and Luke 19. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to you. You are a member of Abraham's family line. The mention here of Zacchaeus being the son of Abraham is a reference to the faith of Abraham, which God placed into account for righteousness. Galatians 3 7 brings this out when it says, So you see, those who have faith are children of Abraham. As we are obedient to Christ, we will be blessed. Zacchaeus hadn't had time to give any money to anybody when this happened. He just simply made that commitment and Jesus recognised it wasn't uh, a bargain. How often have we done that? Lord, if you do this for me, if you meet this need, I'll come and serve you. I'll, 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 I'll go to church. I'll read your Bible. And then it never gets done because it's trying to bribe God. But he and Jesus recognized. He knew the heart of the man and he knew what he was doing. And he knows our heart and he knows why we don't do things as well as why we do do them. And we need just to make ourselves obedient to him. Father, we thank you for your great love for us. We thank you for the way that Zacchaeus points us to what obedience is really all about. We pray that you will help us to be obedient to the commitments that we've made to you over a number of years, days or weeks. We pray, Lord, that you will speak through us as we partake of the emblems this morning that your spirit will speak into our lives and that you will recognize, that you will recognize our devotion to you, our love for you. You told us to do this in remembrance of you and we're doing, we are being obedient and doing the right thing. And we pray that as we partake of these emblems, that you will again just touch our hearts, reminding us of the cross where you were nailed to that tree and that when we come off that tree 
once we've made that commitment to you, Lord, let us become fruitful branches in your vine. You are the vine. We are the branches. We thank you for the example of scripture, but we pray that we will write our own testimonies as we put our faith and trust in you. Just continue with us now through this day. For your glory, Lord. Amen.